Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I have been getting asked many questions of late around alcohol at weddings and what is needed and when. So I felt if I'm getting asked so much, I should dedicate a whole episode to this topic because there is plenty to cover and we all love a drink at a wedding, right? Like it's a pretty important component of the wedding. But when is there too much alcohol and too little or the wrong drinks offered? you know, guests not enjoying the alcohol or, you know, scavenging around trying to find a drink is not a good experience. And it's something guests always remember and talk about. Like they don't often talk about how great the service was, or, you know, they might talk about that for like 24 hours afterwards when they're telling the bride and groom how great the service was and how, you know, friendly the staff was. But It's the complaining they will always remember and talk about forever. That is what they usually remember when it comes to drinks and alcohol and service. So here are my pointers for alcohol. One, you do not need to offer every single drink under the sun. I'm telling you guests do not appreciate it, nor do they care. And this includes spirits. Like most guests just know when you go to a wedding that it's beer and wine. Like that is, that is what it is. You don't need to offer 10 beers and five different reds and five different whites and, you know, all these spirits, because that's just going to cost you a fortune. You only need one white, one red, one sparkling and a couple of beers. Like guests get confused. I'm telling you, they get so confused. They, they they never ever walk up and arrive at the reception and say, oh, what's that? What is that red wine? Like, honestly, they don't. If they see a tray of drinks, they just take it. <laughs> they just take it, honestly. And then when they sit down at the table, if you start saying to the guest, oh, we've got Chardonnay and we've got Riesling and da-da-da-da-da, you know, yes, for the first drink, they might be like, oh, I'll have this. But then afterwards, they, they just want to be topped up. And if you don't want guests waiting for a drink, if you just have one type of each, then they can be quickly refreshed without having to wait to order exactly what they want. And then, you know, the waiter or waitress has to go off and find that exact drink. So it does definitely help with keeping, you know, their glasses full and everyone happy. It's different if you are known to be wine drinkers and you have a venue that specializes in, you know, making sure that they have a couple on offer and they have enough staff to cover that. And you're you're paying a price for that normally. So if you're not known for that and you don't have the budget, don't confuse your guests or worry about, about that. The other thing is you do need to make them the most popular. So, you know, pick like Sav Blanc for a white wine because we know that most people will drink Sav Blanc. There's no point in picking Chardonnay because that is only liked usually by a select group of people. So talk to the venue as they're going to like recommend the most popular that they know is the most popular for taste at their venue and they'll they'll kind of guide you with that. Another thing is that you don't need to have a tab 
for spirits if you have a drinks package. Like you you might like to just do it for your bridal party or you might do a tab for your parents and for yourselves or just for you and your partner. But guests can and will pay for their spirits if they want them. Most guests know that that's kind of like the wedding protocol. And what you'll actually find is if you go to a tab and an open bar, the people that don't normally drink spirits, they're just going to jump on and drink them because they're free. And then they don't really have appreciation for it anyway. And by the time they're drinking the spirits, they usually quite, can be quite drunk. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that if you don't have the budget or don't think it's expected. The other thing is if you have a drinks package and you have extended the finish time, then you can let guests pay for cash for their drinks at the end. If you're doing a tab, do that last after the drinks package and then do cash. So what I mean by that is let's say, okay, we're having a five-hour wedding, but I'm going to extend for two hours, but the drinks package is only for five. Then after that five hours, you might choose to then do a tab for an hour because you've got a little bit of budget left over. And then the last hour you would make cash. And I suggest doing it in that order so that people don't get confused. So they're not like, okay, the drinks are free. Oh, now I've got to pay. Oh, now the drinks are free again. It kind of then just rolls. And it's also okay to not, I'm saying not, have drinks for the final 30 minutes. What you'll usually find is that guests will still have one in their hand or some on the table or they've had enough. So if your drinks package is finished, but there's still a remaining 30 minutes, like by the time everyone says farewells and goodbyes and has the last dance, they, they normally, you can get away with not having any drinks on offer in that last 30 minutes. Like <laughs> they usually don't need it and they'll survive. So if, you, if you're worried about that, yeah, just, just leave that with no drinks at the end. And the other thing that I want to mention is there should always be drinks poured and ready on arrival. It really upsets me, especially when I'm a guest and I'm in the industry and I arrive to not just weddings but any event and and you're looking for a drink and you can see some people have already got one but, you know, you haven't got one and you can't find one. So talk to your venue and say to them, you know, I, I don't want guests looking or waiting for a drink on arrival please have them pre-poured and ready to go. Some venues, they might even have a little table to the side because if they don't have enough staff to keep up with handing everyone one on arrival, they can just have some on the side as well so people can kind of just pick those up as well. Or some venues will just line them on the bar. It really depends on the type of venue you've booked, if it's casual or if it's black tie. It it depends on the the venue, if it's five-star and silver service and all that. So, yeah, I just, I, I really dislike people looking for a drink, you know, that's the first impression of your reception. And it's really nice to be able to get a drink. Now, if you're like, well, you've said spirits aren't necessary, but we're really known for gin, but we really can't afford just to be offering gin all night, then you might just offer a gin after the meal as like a surprise that everyone gets handed one and everyone knows that's your thing. So they're going to be like, oh, that's so them to give us a gin. That's a really nice touch. Or on arrival, you might have a cocktail that includes gin and everyone knows, but obviously you only have one because you might only have the budget for one and everyone knows that's your thing. Or the other option is 
You can have a guest favour or a bonbonier, whatever you prefer to call it, as, you know, a mini bottle of gin. You've just got to check with the venue because some venues might not allow that. And that's kind of their their gift and that's really nice too because it's got that, again, that personal touch about the two of you and that always makes for a great wedding when they can see the little touches of your personalities. And then if you're listening to this and you're like, well, we are having a backyard wedding but we've got catering staff, but we really don't want to pay to have, we should have four, you know, waitresses serving drinks, but we can only afford one or two. Then my suggestion is you have drinks on ice, open in big eskies that are open or on the table so that people can help themselves. Because again, you don't want that one person or two people run off their feet. People like telling them off and, you know, having a go at them. I went to a wedding once and it was it was at a, a venue that's like, a, it's like an art hall basically, but they also do have a little cafe in the mornings where you can get coffee. But they're not really known for weddings, but it's a very cool venue. It just looks cool. Everyone wants to have their wedding there because it looks great, right? But service isn't their forte and oh, it, it wasn't their forte that night of the wedding. So they, there was catering company that came in and did the food. They were amazing. But the staff at the venue were taking care of drinks. They only had two people to serve 110 guests all night. Guests were like looking for alcohol, getting annoyed. They were yelling, not yelling, but just like saying to the catering staff, I want a drink. Can you get me a drink? And the catering staff saying, sorry, you know, we don't take care of the drinks. That's the venue. And it was just all round difficult all night for every, everyone when it came to drinks. And then I remember there was a group of boys who found where the drinks were in like a, one of those portable, big, huge fridge esky things. And then everyone was just jumping in there getting drinks. And it was a beautiful wedding and so lovely, but that's not what you want when, want when you've spent so much money on a, a proper wedding. Like they'd really gone all out, spent a lot of money. So that kind of was the thing that let them down. And often it can be that. It can be the service and guests like their priority is to have a drink at a wedding. So just really make sure you've got all your bases covered around that when it comes to alcohol. And at the end of the day, you know, the the guests are only expecting basic. So you only need that. And if you're on a tight budget, then just have the first couple of hours of supplied alcohol and then have cash after that. And, you know, this is an especially a good option if you are worried because they're big drinkers. And if you are, like I said, known for something, try and find a way to incorporate it. You know, doing that creates a really nice surprise and delight and gets guests talking about your wedding. So I hope that has answered your alcohol questions. If there's any other pressing questions, come and chat with me on Instagram at Manage My Wedding. And if you found this episode helpful, I would love to hear from you in a review. It will only take you two minutes, but it will help me immensely and other bridal couples as well so they can find us. And it would be very, very much appreciated. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organised while planning the wedding of your dreams. <laughs>